welcome to Slayerfest 98. I'm a slightly hungover Ian Carlos Crawford. And I'm Kimberly Ann Southwick, and we are your co-hosts today. We have two lovely guests. Firstly, film and TV editor and one of Ian's LA boyfriends. Mike Patterson. Hi. Hi, Mike. Hi. And we also have writer and podcaster for Angel on Top and The Empire Diaries. Latoya Ferguson. Hey, guys. Hi. Hi, friends. I am so happy to have you both here, all three of you here, to discuss <laughs> the the incredible Angel episode, She. Award-winning. <laughs> I'm glad I bullied all three of you to do this. Thank you for doing it. Wait, um, Ian, I thought we were discussing She-Hulk. <laughs> Listen. That's what I... Wait, what? Oh. Shut up. Okay. Sorry. Don't leave, Mike. Don't leave. <laughs> can we do that instead? No. <laughs> I haven't seen She-Hulk yet, but can we do that instead? Yeah. Uh, let's just wing it. <laughs> I, think, I think you'll like She-Hulk. It's fun. It is good. Oh, I'll, I'll watch right, it eventually. Today on Slayer Fest 98, we're just She-Hulk. Um, so, uh, Mike, what is your angel? Like, how did you come to Angel? What's your angel origin? How did I come to Angel? Uh, what What's, what's this well. podcast rated? Um, the show. Got it. The show, um, yes. I, I mean, I'm a day one Buffy fan, so I'm not, I'm not very... Like, my angel origin story is not impressive. I, it, it was a spinoff that aired immediately after the season four premiere of Buffy and I watched it right after that. So uh, I've been, I've been part of, I've watched Angel since the beginning. Although I will say I fell off a little bit in season two and then didn't watch season three's season air. Um, But then I got back into it in season four and um, I hope this is a safe space. I actually really love season four of Angel. I know oh, it's a it controversial is. yet brave opinion. Um, <laughs> I haven't rewatched it recently though, so I, I, I'd be curious if season four uh, would change. In, in my uh, my love for it would change now. I I mean, my only defense of four is that it does have good. There are episodes that I love. Like I love the faith yeah. episodes. I just like how cinematic season four of Angel looks, mm-hmm. um, especially mm-hmm. when. Uh, you know, season seven of Buffy, in my opinion, looks the worst the series has ever looked. It just looks mm-hmm. so beige and washed out. And it looks like they shot it on VHS. Like all the transfers are also really <laughs> awful. Um, I'm a very technical person. Sorry. Uh, but so like Angel, yeah, I, you know, which I think season six is the one that looks the worst. No, oh, season six no. at least is like dark and like it looks different. Whereas seven just objectively looks bad to me because <laughs> um, we're in that we're in the summer's residence the entire season and just like that wallpaper is ingrained in my mind and it like makes my <laughs> eye twitch when i see it in other seasons i'm like oh that season seven wallpaper um <laughs> anyway but season four of angel i think just looks so cinematic and looks it I really like, does i was blown away by it and that's what got me back into angel so um yeah um before i ask you for your origin latoya i don't know if you'd agree with me but i'd say season three is when it like it feels like they got a bigger budget, right? For uh, Angel, season two, I'd say starts it because that's also the season where it's like uh, officially in widescreen. That yeah. like starts mm-hmm. with it looking good, but yeah, season three like gives you the look of what the show is and kind of like the visual language and really relies on the wire foo, which is so funny to see him with the grappling hook in this episode because it's like <laughs> no, he could just literally leap up there. <laughs> that's, that's the angel I know. Yeah, I can't wait to get that. Yeah, it's back. like they, they make him Batman, but it's like, no, Angel has superpowers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it really looks great in season three and four. Yeah. We're actually we're wrapping up season four on Angel on top right now. And nice. we've had our, our issues, but I'm the one who's constantly like, but no, this season is actually it's revolutionary. It looks amazing. <laughs> They're doing everything like th- before other people are doing it. Yeah, there are issues. Yeah. And also the Jasmine arc still rules, by the way, just so you all know. Thank you. I love the Jasmine arc. Oh right, my we're God. talking we season just, four of Angel. Sorry, guys. In terms of <laughs> how good the show looks, uh, when Fred is like separated from like the group, uh, basically they give her like her own like soul like horror story like yes. plot, and it's like yeah. so beautifully directed, guys. Uh, <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's like some Texas Chainsaw Massacre shit happening <laughs> in the direction. <laughs> so, Latoya, what is your angel origin? Uh, my angel origin is kind of just I was I was I think at that point I was already watching Buffy because I did start Buffy officially watching like season five reruns in syndication and I like I caught up and I was watching season six live 
Uh, at the same time, I was like, I guess I'll watch Angel. And uh, so Angel, I officially, I did start watching live in season three. I kind of like, uh, wasn't always, it, it was hard to, you know, keep dedicated for a show back in those days. Especially, we were mm-hmm. never, we, we, we could never afford a TiVo. So I was just like, I, I was lucky if I could watch the show, right? I missed so many episodes of Alias, so I was always confused too. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> keep me, I, I try to keep up with that. So uh, I was watching uh, Buffy season six and Angel season three at the same time. And, and that was at least fun on the angel side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fun-ish, even though Wesley kidnaps a baby and gets his neck slit and it's like traumatized me for years. Uh, but oh, great. <laughs> yeah, great. It, it's, it was just when I started watching Buffy, I started watching Angel too, so. Mm. All right. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's fair. I, God, I think a lot about that Wesley throat slit because I don't, when I watched that live, I remember I missed two episodes mm-hmm. and like I went into it and I was like, wait a minute, he's alive? Like I just yeah. assumed that yeah, he was it's, dead. <laughs> it's so gnarly and you're like, oh no, shit, <laughs> Wes is dead. He's like yeah. bleeding out yeah. in that park for a long time. <laughs> I remember because like I said, I wasn't watching Angel at the time, but I remember the message boards being like, oh my God, Wesley's throat was slit. And I was like, they killed Wesley? That's that's insane. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, wait, Angel has a son? What? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we are here to talk the season one episode. She, uh, um, <laughs> this episode is the pacing, the storytelling, Oof. everything is all crap. <laughs> <laughs> it stinks. There are some good outfits. <laughs> yeah, there were some good outfits. We So we... Kim, what would be you? <laughs> you have edited many of my writing pieces and other writing. What would be like if you had this story? Where would you like cut it and be like, no, we need to. This needs to be better. This needs to be dropped. Okay, so first of all, I'd be like, the audience is probably gonna want to know what the major conflict is. The actual major conflict, like way sooner. Because we don't even really know whose side. Do we ever know whose side we're on? I mean, at the end, that becomes a thing. But, like, like I'm not sure we ever know, like, who we're rooting for and whose side we're on and what the major conflict is. We're, yeah. We think we're on the side of the men until we realize we're on the side of the women because uh-huh. feminism. <laughs> yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, wait. Is this a feminist episode? And then it's like, oh, oh no, wait. No, no. That's not <laughs> – that's maybe what we're trying to do and like miserably failing. When I see that this episode was written by Marty Noxon and David Greenwald, I see that David Greenwald wrote this and they made Marty come in to do a woman pass. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, or, right, or, or that like it was Marty's idea. She did a lot of it and then they just had, they took it over and then David did so much rewriting to be like, no, it should be like this. But like, she still had to technically get credited. Like, what, what yeah, I agree it, with you. Yeah. What confirms it for me is that Greenwald also co-wrote both Room with a View and I Will Remember You with women. So I'm like, they needed a woman pass for all of these. <laughs> <laughs> god well (laughs) also i think wesley is very poor comic relief Mm. and i would have i would have tasked you on fixing that because it just always was bad like he falls three times like (laughs) he falls in this opening when he's dancing he falls when he jumps over the car and he falls I will say the coffee bean bit did make me laugh because it's a fucking Looney Tunes bit. Yeah. <laughs> but three different times he falls and it's like, all right, can we all, cut one? <laughs> all you need is one Wesley fall. An episode I much, I very much love from season two, Guys Will Be Guys. He just mm. falls the one time when he says, I'm Angel, and then he does his fall. But that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and like that, like it works, right? We don't need it constantly to be like, haha, he's clumsy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I... I was, I thought it was very weird, the pacing of, she doesn't come, we don't even see her face till like halfway, the halfway mark, I don't think, right? Yeah, it's like the end of act one, and then, but like she, yeah, we don't really know who she is until, I think the beginning of act three. Um, Until that weird exposition dump that's like, oh Yeah, in his apartment, and they're all just like staring at each other, and oh boy. Uh, who's the bringer of chaos is she the bringer of chaos why do they call her that why does that never come up again she's a woman (laughs) 
<laughs> she's a sexually a woman. free woman and that brings chaos. Yeah. I mean, it's very, ooh, ooh. Uh. Yeah, that's what I'm calling her for like the first half of the episode. I'm like, oh, wait, she has a name? <laughs> right. It's she. she the bringer of chaos? She. It's she. <laughs> she by Sheree. Um. Wait, actually, so I don't know. I, I had trouble. She does a biling, especially in that scene the scene in like the apartment, she's doing a lot of whisper talking. Mm-hmm. And I, when she said her name, I actually thought she did say she, and I was like, wait, is that really her name? And then I, <laughs> I was like, Oh, okay. No, no, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so yeah, the episode we open on Cordelia's housewarming party, which is cute. Um, <laughs> when did Cordelia get this many friends? Right. right. Also that. <laughs> Dude, Diego the paper's the brother is there. He's a oh big my. producer. Yeah. <laughs> it like I felt like we kind of addressed the fact that like she doesn't have a lot here in LA, but then she has like all these friends. And also I I will say that this episode makes me very jealous of her apartment. I wish I was like looking at my apartment, my apartment shit. I want Cordelia's apartment. Yeah. Like, I don't have a fucking ghost to help me do shit. <laughs> I got nothing. Yeah, you- Fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> Get charming Phantom Dennis too. Yeah. Yeah, we love him. Um, so yeah, we get Wesley doing his like it's like ugh, the, the, the dancing he's doing is like Elaine Bennis from Seinfeld, but like worse. Wearing yeah, his knives out sweater. Ugh. Yes, that sweater. That's just like he's drowning in it. Whereas like Chris Evans, right? He's got flotation right. devices, but like yeah. I, 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 I'm not sure if I was like glad they talked about the bad sweater or if they just shouldn't have. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and like I just, it's like too much. I don't know. It feels like too much. And also this is so, it's such a weird, like, I don't know. Wait, this doesn't matter for the rest of the episode. Agree. But it's like the one standout thing besides this episode being like iconically bad. It's like, this is the most remember- memorable thing about this episode. And yeah. I forgot it was in this episode. Like same, same. angel <laughs> dancing montage is hilarious and awful and cringeworthy it's just everything that i love about this iteration of angel uh, the thing about it is that it, apparently it was originally supposed to be in sense and sensitivity so this episode would have had nothing oh my god <laughs> yeah they I really just gonna... walk around in this episode too. <laughs> they kind of link it to the main plot by having angel drinking the same beer that that ice man was drinking did you oh notice that yes right? that connection Wesley's so hot from dancing that he has to put ice immediately on his skin right foreshadowing this is this is storytelling wearing a freaking wool knit sweater (laughs) in the summertime and really just like dropping it low (laughs) (laughs) and we so yeah we get Angel uh this woman is talking to him um and she loves the song that comes on. The no one should love any of the songs that come on at this party. They're really <laughs> yeah. bad house music. Yeah. Well, I was curious, like, did they, they must have just gone through their music budget at the beginning. Like, right. right. Like, why isn't there an actual song? Th- this is all <laughs> library music. And like the extras are all dancing to completely different songs. If you look at them, like, and, why and isn't this an actual song? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, no, I mean, like, I don't know. Like, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I, was a, I was a background actor on a movie that, like, never came out, and they had us just, like, dance in the dark to no music. Oh. And, like, all you could hear was, like, just, like, people's feet moving. Yeah, Wait, sure. Kim. Very memorable. Was, are you sure you're not talking about the what we shot my book trailer? <laughs> no, I'm not talking. This was, like, when I was on the movie with What's-His-Name from the middle that never happened. The oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Because when we when we did my book trailer, that was what we had to do for the. There's like a scene in a club, and it's mm-hmm. just we all just are moving our feet, and it was just sneakers squeaking the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A usually lot longer at the other movie, you you at least were or whoever was producing this or filming it was much more polite. We didn't have to shuffle our feet for that long. Fair. Nowadays, they put a thump track on for the extras to uh, oh. dance to. That doesn't um, like it's just sort of like a mm, 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 like a very low volume so that if there's dialogue in the scene, right, the actors can still say it, but everybody's moving correctly <laughs> on sense. the beat. I'm into it. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. The one thing I like about this party, obviously, other than uh, angels dancing, of course, is uh, just the, the small bit about uh, when Cordy's like saying hello to Laura and Diego. Diego's like, you know, you haven't been to a party with me. And then moments later, she's like, Diego, leave your pants on. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is what happens when you're at a party with Diego. <laughs> oh, boy. God. And so. I mean, I even liked the little moment of Angel going into the kitchen and like talking to Phantom Dennis. I thought I was yeah. like, oh, this is cute. And, and just it's weird that like the frame story seems to be something about Angel, but I don't even know what it's supposed to be. Right. It's supposed, to, it's supposed to be about like, you know, his loneliness and how he can't fuck and all that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, so what, every episode of Angel. Got it. Yeah, right. It's nothing special. <laughs> um Yes, as Tim mentioned, we see he cracks open that beer. Well, Phantom Dennis cracks it open for him. And then we cut to the security guard drinking the same beer. He opens a crate because he can hear. Also, like, what were those noises? Because those sounded like like ghouls in a haunted mansion. Right. He was definitely moaning. Some sort of moaning. <laughs> he opens she was a crate. her sexual power. Right. Yeah. Um, opens a crate. I thought when I watched this, I was like, oh, I thought that guy died. Huh. He doesn't die. And then <laughs> later, uh, post credits, we get Angel and Cordelia in their office. And I do. Th- so this is like the weird, like she tells, she does like the bit of, can you, this used, to, I thought I ordered grounds, but I actually got beans. Can you crush it with your vampire strength? And like, we go back to that at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, but I, I, I find that a little charming. Um, I agree. That's- it's a plant and a payoff. See, we've got foreshadowing with the ice with Wesley. We've got the plant with the coffee beans. I mean, this episode's got it all, you guys. I don't, I, I don't know why it gets dragged like this. <laughs> the coffee beans are Chekhov's gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. also, um, in, that, in this scene that we're going to talk about, there's like a completely like boring line that Wesley says, I don't suppose there are any leftovers lying around, and I hope you thought of me. I just wanted to say. That also, is very Kim, yes. There is a legit uh, Chekhov's gun in season four of Angel with uh, in the episode The Magic Bullet, where they do introduce uh, the gun in the first act and then shoot it in the third act, which is the middle of an episode in TV, and it's very good. <laughs> you are right. I forgot about that. Yes. Because <laughs> it's like the magic gun. Um, yeah, I... I Cordelia is a little harsh on Angel, but also she's right, right? Cordelia's being a bad employee, too. She needs to get a coffee grinder. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, Wesley comes in and we, like, learn that he's broke and Angel kind of, this is where he hires him? Yeah, right? Yeah. He says, I'll hire him. Which, like, I was wondering, I didn't remember what episode, like, Wesley officially becomes because they, like, they do a lot of, he's just stopping by, and then he's there for the whole episode. So, like, they yeah. kind of need to get to yeah, this. Yeah, this episode is important. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> right. It establishes, yeah, the, the W9 that Wesley fills out. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I do the bit of Wesley, which it's so weird because we've done this three, like, almost in every episode that he's been in so far, where he's like, oh, I have something in my eye. But that, like, I don't know, that bit lands for me. I'm like, oh. <laughs> emotional baby okay um cordelia then gets a vision mm-hmm. well but first wesley goes to hug angel which i love that he's like oh no 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 hugging then cordelia gets a vision and we find out that that man from the beginning did die uh latoya what happens to him um nothing good <laughs> he's burnt to a crisp baby <laughs> <laughs> the, when, when we see those eyeballs explode, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's what this episode is. <laughs> Can we talk about how this corpse is just like lying there in broad daylight and there's like nobody around? Like, <laughs> like how come like nobody has seen this? Angel's She's the like, one that like Cordy has to get a vision for her, his corpse to be discovered? It's the ice factory. It's like this place is a front, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but like. Didn't that look like some 80s horror movie shit when we see, like, his skin burning and the eyeballs bursting? Like, it really yeah. looked like a bad They like, tried their movie. best with this episode, but there was, <laughs> there was only so much yeah. you do when the writing is the writing. And also, I have to ask, was a special guest star by Ling ever a good actress? Right. <laughs> uh, According no. to Wikipedia, there was, like, a pocket from, like, the 80s to early 90s, and then she came to America, basically, and no. Yeah, so she- um, I'm actually I'm I am actually really excited you asked me to be on for this episode because one of my first uh, internships when I moved to uh, LA was 
I had to look at um, red carpet footage and EPKs and put in metadata for like any celebrities that showed up to events. Bai Ling would show up to the opening of an envelope. She was at everything. So (laughs) I'm I'm so glad to see her again. She's never been a good actress. Uh, (laughs) I I think it's great that she plays a character where uh, VFX does the heavy lifting for any emotion her character would have, because then I know she's aroused by Angel at the end. (laughs) God. Yeah. I do remember her being someone who would like pop up a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah. Kim, I don't know if you recall from when we watched Lost together, but she's in one of the worst Lost episodes. Yeah, I was just I was just scrolling through the IMDb and about to mention that. But I yeah. don't remember. <laughs> yeah, and I, I remember even like that episode of Lost being like, ooh, she's really bad. Like yeah. <laughs> Angel goes to investigate. Oh, wait, but I do want to mention, I do love the Cordy line of when she's like, we finally get to be a... Wait, do I have to take a pay cut? And Angel says, no. And she's like, we're finally a team. And like, um, So Angel goes to this ice factory, and he encounters who, Kim? I guess we have this guy named Tay, who's like creepily <laughs> running around. Like the, that, like, I don't know. I was a little scared, but you know how I get scared easily. Because there's like a whoosh, you know, when he's looking at the body. And we're yeah. like, ooh, who's that? And then it, I guess it's not a guy at all. It is this person named Demon. Tay, from another dimension. A demon, not a person. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, Mm -hmm. Who warns him about the bringer of chaos. And we just believe him, I guess, because he's a man. um, That this is, he's not (laughs) the actual enemy. Also, don't these demons kind of look like Star Trek aliens? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Hard to agree. Like, I feel like that's a big Star Trek thing. It's like, oop, nope, just a little prosthetic. And then that's that's to show that they're different. Um, Yeah, I felt like... Haven't I seen this character on Deep Space Nine before? I don't know. Um, yeah, Bringer of Chaos is literally... I don't even think they use the, that term again, right? Nope. Not yeah. that I know of. And um, also, like, another dimension. I feel like I had a little... I know there's everything in the Buffyverse, but, like, I had a little bit of a hard time wrapping my brain around what that meant, like, in comparison yeah. to, like, where demons come from or whatever. And even Cordy says when they get back to Angel headquarters after Angel's little conversation with Tay... She's like, there are portals now? When did they put portals in? And I'm like, yeah, right? Like, I don't know what's going on either. I mean, it's good to note because you're going to be going, popping in and out of dimensions and portals for the rest of the show. So, yeah. Yeah. True, true, true. It just seemed like a weird, like, of course there's everything. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, okay. Right. Well, this, okay. I feel like this episode brings a lot there's like a lot of information it's like this episode's giving you homework and then forgets to collect the homework at the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like because we get so much new stuff where it's like someone from a different dimension and yeah. this demon race and the superpowers mm-hmm. and like when she's like i'm a princess from the royal fan like I I was like trying in my notes to keep up with what she was saying, and I was like, "This doesn't fucking matter." It's like, like yeah, it's like a backdoor pilot for a spinoff that's never going to happen. Yeah, and like they at least setting up other dimensions does work for in terms of just Angel in general. Right. It's it's kind of the opposite of like literally Buffy season five introduces an extraterrestrial demon, and that never matters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. aliens exist, guys. <laughs> Yeah, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> they, it seems uh, like they definitely wanted to do something more with uh, this like particular character, then just never happened. Yeah, I was. I actually was going to ask you, Latoya. So you you are wrapping up four, mm-hmm. which is where Gwen Raiden appears, and it almost feels like this character is like a predecessor to Gwen Raiden. Yeah. Oh God, I love Gwen Raiden. <laughs> I do, I do like her. She's basically just an X-Men character put in the Buffyverse. 100% but is an X-Men going. character. <laughs> <laughs> but right, because it's like, also their powers in this episode are not quite that well defined because I don't understand how like later when they're fighting, there's no energy coming from her hand and she'll just put up her hand and a man will fly across the room. Right. Yeah, I so don't I know. Was it like, doesn't make sense. <laughs> it does yeah, not make but, sense <laughs> So, I hate you, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> thank you all for coming on for this episode. <laughs> Angel goes back to Angel Investigations. He's drawn one of his perfect drawings. Um, Cordy and Wesley 
do the like research thing. I do like that Cordy calls Wesley on his butt kissing. And then she finishes Angel's sentence because she is good at her fucking job. <laughs> <laughs> like she knows what he was going to ask. Um, Angel goes to, because it was a secu- we learned it was a security guard who got boiled. He goes to the security firm or whatever to like look up. And what does he use to get into the building, Latoya? Oh my God. A grappling hook because he can't just jump for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of notes about this section. Go ahead again. <laughs> no, what do you give me yeah, some what are your notes? notes? Well, I was like, okay, so he pulls out two grappling hooks and I laughed because I was like, oh, right, they still think he's Batman in season one. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then, like, I was like, oh, wait a minute. I was like, do Whedon vampires jump like that? Because I was like, just jump just jump just you could do right. it you're you're a vampire and then i started thinking about that and then by the time i settled on that i was like i guess i've never really seen them do that he then like jumps off the building to right. like go after uh <laughs> yeah, he, yeah how many times in season one does he like swan dive out of a building like he yeah. can do it <laughs> yeah it was really confused i was like uh yeah it, very confusing was it like in the second episode <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, Kim, that would be another one of your edits. Cut the grappling hook. <laughs> it's also just, like, truly ridiculous. Like, I know we're in a universe and we're in an episode with, like, demons that make everyone horny with heat from a different dimension. But, like, <laughs> still that grappling hook feels in, like, it's, bananas. It's that it's yeah. dual grappling hooks, too. Not just the one. He has <laughs> yeah, <to> right. Do- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he does... Do any of you remember? He does use it again in a few episodes, doesn't he? Well, doesn't he use it again at the end of this episode? Like, he yeah. he hits one of the guys. He shoots a, 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 a villain in the head with it. Yeah. This episode is like a 60s Batman episode. Like, all that <laughs> ice being around. Like, um, yeah. it's like Mr. Freeze's lair. Then he's got these two grappling hooks and he's running up a wall. Like The, the usage of ice feels very camp in all this. Yeah, very camp. <laughs> um. And then he gets into the building, he's looking through the files, and Kim, who does he encounter finally? He encounters Jira, also known as the bringer of chaos, question mark, because we don't know her name yet, and that's what I'm calling her in my notes. Um, <laughs> yeah. But they it also to- takes a while before we learn her name, too. Me too. <laughs> yeah. They have, like, a very tame conversation, considering she apparently is a vessel of pure rage, according to Tay. Because she's uh, a woman. Yeah. And then, like, she gets a phone call, and I'm like, wait a second. Right. Demons from other dimensions know how to use phones in our world that quickly. Like, I'm very confused. And then drives away in a car. Same deal. But I mean, we find out later she's been doing this for a while, but at the time, I'm very confused. Mm -hmm. I love reading the transcript for this. Jira pulls out a cell phone. (laughs) Okay. I I thought I really wouldn't because so I like screen record for like content for social while I'm watching and I really thought I had a window open somewhere else that was making that cell phone noise. <laughs> it just like she bl- like blasts him through a door and then a cell phone starts ringing like it feels like what <laughs> what are we doing? Um, so she leaves. He follows her. She as Kim mentioned is very good with a cell phone. Angel is not. Oh my um, god. <laughs> The the bit of him calling Cordy and like I'm just like this feels like a dad bit. Like Oh yeah. Ugh. I love it. <laughs> I just She's didn't understand what that added to the plot. Like them not being able to understand each other. I just don't understand right? what like what, what are we getting out of this bad connection? Yeah. I Yeah. <sighs> it's so it's it's funny because it's like it's so extended and so long and it's like, it's supposed to be funny, but it's not funny. But then it just keeps going. And then I think it became unintentionally hilarious because it just keeps going. And he's like, Oh, I don't know how the cell phone works. And like the connection, he must be going through a Canyon. And it's like, what are we doing? Like they, they, they had, they had an idea and they were like, Oh, we have to fill 42 pages. I know. <laughs> we'll just have this extended old man angel driving cell phone bit. Like, yeah. And it's great. Uh, no, no. <laughs> yeah, the third time I watched it, I was like, all right, this is great. Yeah. I'm on board. I, I will say, watching it, I was like, this is fucking stupid. And then you're right. By the end, I was, I laughed at Cordelia's like, well, she sizzles because she's hot and blah, blah. And I was like, all right, fine. I don't know. <laughs> They're all just trying out new material in this episode. They're all trying to get their tight five. <laughs> God. Um, so I forget what, do we get any like helpful plot points in that? I don't even remember. 
with that phone call. He says um, well, she. Ain't, oh, say, yeah, he does say she. The episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, because I definitely did the Peter Griffin pointing at the screen. I was like, oh, he's said it. Not an yeah. it. She. Whatever. So Angel even says she's. I, as as Mike mentioned, uh, Biling is not showing. Like I feel like their chemistry is negative, but the yeah. episode is trying to tell us that they have chemistry. Like Angel says she's hot, and it's like. I guess, like, everyone they encounter is hot. Like, they don't encounter ugly people. I can tell when Angel is horny, and I don't buy that Angel is horny. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) Well, also, like, isn't David Boreanaz a sex addict? And so if I'm not buying him being attracted to Bai Ling, like, he is not attracted to her. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) sorry, if you're trying to get David on this podcast, oh, please. (laughs) Um, they're, he's following her, Kim. I forget where. And they go to the museum. It's my right. favorite part. I right. okay, this, that actually is like it. It gets hidden because of the the opener, which everyone remembers. But like the museum part is actually the best with Angel. Mm-hmm. I I do like this bit, and I like, and I will say I. What if sometimes to do like the covers, I'll do like a speed watch. I did a speed watch of this episode and there was nothing. I was like, I'm not making a figure of this character. What am I going to do? So the cover became them all standing in front of this painting. Um, and I <laughs> yeah. made them stand like Ferris Bueller. It's Angel, Cordelia, and Wesley standing like that scene from Ferris Bueller where they're in the museum. Oh, um, I love that. Because this is literally, yeah, I agree with you, Latoya. It's like an actually good scene. And I like that we casually learned that Angel did know Manet and like. That's fun, right? Yeah, yeah. And Baudelaire. Yeah, no, I, I really like the just the way that he he code switches, for lack of a better word, between yeah. like dude like stalking some woman, which looks bad. Yeah, of course the museum guard should be after this guy in the black coat. Knows to take his coat off. Everyone like applauds at the end. I yeah. was like, I bet everything he just said was totally legit, but I don't have time to look it up, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was gonna ask you if you knew, Kim, because He's I mean, like, about everything he said about Baudelaire sounded legit. I don't know anything about art. <laughs> Fair. Um, yeah, I, I do like, and then what does he say at the end? He's like, also, he was shorter and a lot drunker in person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, the personal, like, ooh, I knew him kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I do like and the like, extra, oh, I like the extra yeah. detail of him buttoning his yes. shirt all the way up to his collar. Like, master of disguise. They're not going to find <laughs> him now. He took his jacket <laughs> off and he buttoned <laughs> his shirt up. <laughs> I will say he looks cute with it buttoned up. Oh, well, I mean, he, he's a very attractive man. <laughs> yeah. Especially, you know, I just going through this season, I think I had forgotten how attractive he is in this first season. Cause it's like when he's like in between where he's like, not the like thicker musclier David, mm-hmm. but he's like not quite a twink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I was kind of taken aback by how skinny he was in the shirtless scene that we're getting to. Um, like you, it, and maybe it's just because, like, we're used to Chris Hemsworth right. and Chris Evans now. And, like, you have yeah, to get yeah. jacked to take your shirt off on television. Um, but he, I, I, I never thought of Angel as Twinkie. But seeing him shirtless in this episode, I was like, he's really skinny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he does have a good chest, though, still. Oh, he's, oh, my God. Let's, let's not, let's not, let's not do this on the air. Ian, I'm just, like, not nodding my head. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I'm 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 listening. I'm I'm here for all the Angelus hot talk, but also like the episode's really confusing right now because one, why are they in a museum? And two, mm-hmm. Angel just <laughs> casually talks about this person who talks to this person who like threw him across the room earlier, as you know, just yeah. like and suddenly is like on her side when the Tay and the Posse show up and like fights oh, right. them with her. And I'm like, okay, I'm we still don't really know what's going on and why you've decided to trust her over. This other dude? I have a question for the class about this scene. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Does Jira open that porthole or is it just like, is the portal just like, that's a place where it opens? Is she making it open? Like, I didn't quite get what was happening with the portal. First off, it sounded like you said porthole, which I thought was Oh, no, he did the first time. I did the first time. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm going to rely on my knowledge of future Angel episodes to answer this question. Um, And I do think they knew the portal was opening here. Because isn't that in season two, how they get to, um, uh, not Illyria, what's the, what's Lauren's world? Um, Oh, Pylea. Pylea. They know that the portal, Mm -hmm. or no, Fred, Fred reads it from a book, right? 
Uh, yeah, maybe. but they find out where the portal is going to be. Like, they go in front of, uh, so to leave, they open up the portal, like, right outside the Paramount lot. <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> they did also, not try I... to open back up in uh, Caritas, though, when they return. <laughs> right, yeah. Also, I worked on the Paramount lot for a short bit, and, like, the exterior they use for uh, Angel Investigations in this season is just, like, some random building. And I used to walk by it all the time. Anyway, sorry. Enough about <laughs> that. Um, but so, I, I think... I'm um, of the understanding that she knows it's going to open there. Yeah. And without I don't, any I don't special think she, knowledge, why would she go to that very specific place if she right. could just open it anywhere? Yes, exactly. So yeah. At least like, even if she's the one opening it, it does have to be there, but I don't think she Yeah. Knows. Right. I agree with that. Yeah. Mm. Latoya, right. do you, do you perhaps agree or? Yeah. Angel expert. Latoya. She, she knew. Right. And then the guard, he got himself killed basically for opening it up. He shouldn't have opened it up. Mm. The box. Mm-hmm. Like they like he was supposed to be protecting it and he decides he was gonna look inside, right? Right. Wow, victim yeah. blaming on this podcast right oh, now. Oh yeah, victim man is definitely victim blaming okay, well, that's, on the menu, obviously. That's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Fair enough. You're right. You're right. Um, yeah, and as Kim mentioned, there isn't really like we just see this girl fall out of the portal and then the other Demons come in and angels suddenly on her side, but they don't really like, uh, I don't know. There's not really like a. <laughs> okay. I don't want to defend this episode. His, like, if someone <laughs> in his male posse are calling a female uh, demon it, I might fight against fair, them too. Fair. But I want yeah, to like, not defend this episode. Please continue. <laughs> okay. What I was going to say though is so towards the end, right? When Wesley's helping the other women escape, like just by being around them, he's like, attracted to them right and maybe angel having two of these uh women around him suddenly goes into protector mode i don't know it's a bad episode you guys sorry i'm, I'm trying <laughs> I'm, I'm trying here <laughs> you did give up mid-try <laughs> you did. <laughs> no i got to the end angel gets you, horny you. and protects women guys i mean it's clear cut he's also yeah. batman so they do capture the girl that came out of the portal and they run off with her. We see them like clip her fucking spine. At like yeah. the forests? Where are they? Why are there so many flowers? Yeah, they're, they're, they're went from an ice factory to a floral shop. Uh, so we then Angel takes her back to his apartment. And at mm-hmm. this point, we're like 30 minutes into the episode and like she. This scene is so bad. Like, <laughs> I, I, this scene felt like it went on forever. Um, yeah. I mean, we can not talk about it right now, so we can talk about the clipping of the spine and that whole thing uh, and what that means. Yes, right. Latoya, <laughs> you brought it up. <laughs> I'm sorry. We have to address it. We the do. female genital mutilation. That's yes. what it is. Yes. yes. Um, and like Jim said, feminism question mark? Like, is that right. like, <laughs> why did they think they needed to do an episode on female genital mutilation? <laughs> so stupid. Um, and then her explanation, uh, like putting it into weird fantasy uh, speak is so stupid, right? Like, just what does she call it? She There's a word for like what they call the it's thing. It's called the co. The co. The co. Uh, I, wrote that, I wrote that down. <laughs> no, it's my. <laughs> um, Thank you. I will say at this point, my two and a half year old daughter, who should not have been watching this with me, uh, started calling Tay the bad guy. So oh, I was good. convinced that now I knew he was the bad guy. But it took. <laughs> Wait, can do you want do you want to tell them what she said when she saw Angel? Oh, I forget. You said that she said. <laughs> Who's that daddy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll just leave it at that. She did, in fact, say that when she first saw Angel on the episode. <laughs> She's um, right to do it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> but so we, the genital mutilation theme continues, but it's one of like 85 side things they're throwing at us here in this episode. Um, it's a very long ex- exposition in headquarters where like, Basically, like, Jira's just standing around, like, dressed, like, very hot, looking incredibly sexy. And, like, how can anyone pay attention to anything she's saying when she's dressed so well like that? Because I couldn't. (laughs) I was like, I I, I want that outfit. (laughs) 
I, I appreciate that you're the, the straight one here and you're even like, I mean, she's hot. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about the boob window? Um, it's so, window. <laughs> it's just so pronounced. And like, I've been watching a lot of drag race. I mean, hello, but like, there was something about it that I was like, I was like, man, that breastplate looks so fake. And I was like, no, wait, that's a real, that's a biological woman. Um, a female from birth. Uh, I was like, those are her real tops. Yeah. Um, you know. <laughs> I mean, as far as we know, they're right. That's fair. But I mean, like that was, that was a look like this feels very, I mean, the matrix came out what right before this. So like, they're just very like, yeah, let's make this, let's make her look like she stepped out of the matrix. Um, Yeah. Right. Like even though people didn't really dress like that in the early two thousands, it feels like very of the early two thousands. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. even the way that it's, I mean, I'm also a little hungover. So the way this scene is filmed where it's just circling them, I was like getting oh, yeah. dizzy while also bored to the fucking death. And like, <laughs> she's from a royal family. She, the women of their, I I can't even properly, I tried to take enough notes on this, but I just, the only thing that I have actually written is, we learned her name's Jira and she's a princess from the Odin tile dimension. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and barely any of that matters. I know none of this ever comes back, which I think is the most frustrating thing about this episode. You're right. It is homework without being collected. We were expected to track all this stuff and then it never returns. Um, I'd be curious if they had an idea, if they had a plan for the women of Odin Tal to become like a bigger force on Angel. But that also just doesn't feel like this show at all. Maybe they did, but then uh, Bai Ling was Bai Ling. (laughs) (laughs) Special guest star Bai Ling. Special guest star. Um, Yeah, I... I also, like, their conversation just, like, goes in circles after she, like, info dumps on him, and it's like, well, did you kill that man? What about those other three men? Have you been following me? No, I haven't been following you. Okay, well, I'm leaving. Don't help me. And it's like, fucking, I guess, like... Okay, so I've been thinking about this. And I think the reason that this episode's such a hard sell with the like trying to be feminist stuff is because she comes from like a 100% misogynist world and they're like coming to earth or whatever. And they're like, and we're saved here. And the rest of us are like, yeah, are you? Women really are are very well here, like either. (laughs) And like that, like subtext is like never explored or mentioned but but women are called she here not it so it's good <laughs> yeah, i mean you know <laughs> so so feminism right let's you drive cars and you know use cell phones <laughs> god um so yeah i i also thought i remembered them actually hooking up but they don't um nope. it's just a lot of horny tension it's a lot of staring a lot guess, of yeah. a lot of the breathing important from this exposition maybe is the thing that comes up at the end which is that their co only reacts when they're attracted to someone right yeah. so like that's why they remove it so that's why the the men of their dimension remove it so that they can control them um and so hers only gets turns red and like burns up because she's supposed to be attracted to angel so regardless of if they have any on or off screen chemistry we have like props that tell us that yeah. and we <laughs> yeah. learn about that in this very long exposition section yeah yeah there's almost a, a little too much showing and not enough telling <laughs> <laughs> back to the florist where wesley knows a lot about flowers yes wes and cordy are at the flower shop um they they see that the woman who had her co cut off is like subservient now and they call her it and they call angel but he doesn't answer and so then we cut to jira at this spa which is like a weird other location that feels we introduce sean gunn playing this hippie (laughs) dude um sean gunn's here now (laughs) yeah did anyone else not trust him because i did not trust him i was like he's clearly working with the enemy Oh, but then yeah. he wasn't in the end, so I, I was wrong. But Kim, that would have been way more interesting than what <laughs> yeah. we watched. Any <laughs> of the big bucks, TV writers. Yeah. Um, um, I really liked the line, are you okay? You look spun. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the line, he, the way he's talking, I'm like, what is he saying? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Just words, just sounds. He's from California. Like, we get it. Did anyone else not trust him? Or is it just like me forgetting this episode where y'all remembered it? 
It's it's more like just thinking he's so incompetent, he's going to fuck something up. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. that's fair. Well, if anything, we learn in this episode of Angel Alone, you can trust the men of Earth, but you can't trust the men of Odin Tal. So I guess, you know, the writing really helped me figure out <laughs> that I could trust Sean Gunn. I'm being completely glib right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he like... We God and her rubbing the ice on herself is camp. Like Jesus Christ, <laughs> like she's flustered and just rubbing ice on herself, and it's ridiculous. She also slaps that bandage on herself in that scene before too. He's like, "Don't you want to dress that?" And she just like she just slaps that bandage on. Doesn't even clean the wound. She's she's over the top. I do want to read a quote that I have from Bai Ling talking about this character. <laughs> oh God! All right, sorry. It's from the like Angel Wiki. Bai Ling, who played Jira, said of her character, she's so cool, she seduced Angel, yet she's very dangerous and independent. She's got all those things that a modern woman wants, yet she's a princess. <laughs> she, has, she has her own duty to do good things for people in her land. She's got all this complexity and beauty. After that episode aired, David called me. They were so pleased by it. They wanted me to come back. I'd very much like to go back on Angel because we all had a great time and everyone loved that character. I don't know what the schedule is. I guess they're still working on it. So we're going to talk about it when it is ready. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I just... <laughs> oh, no. The schedule is not lining up. <laughs> oh, forever I'm busy. Sorry. <laughs> Like, oh, oh, it's like Dorinda's on pause from Bravo. Like, they're not going to call by <laughs> They're not calling. Nobody likes this character. <laughs> this episode who, is bad. Who, who interviewed her? Who, what, right? what publication was this for? This had to be for that Angel magazine, right? It was the Buffy the Vampire Slayer magazine. Okay, from okay. The, okay. The that makes way more sense. <laughs> yeah because like saw that and was like oh we nailed it we fucking nailed it like, yeah. <laughs> guys we did it <laughs> oh, we, wow. we feminism um oh god <laughs> they're they're getting the call with angel 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 pocketed that um like what's it called uh which shipping order earlier so we okay. know where the ice is going and oh. I didn't know how he knew where that ice was going, Kim. Honestly, I was like, how the fuck does he know that? And he was investigating at the detective right. agency, yes. Um, and Wesley thinks we need a plan. Angel says, we go in, I start hitting people hard. That's in the face. That's the plan. <laughs> right, because when Angel, when Cordy and Wesley get there is when Angel is shirtless. And again, it's them like showing us, look, he was horny. He had to take a shower, which is also ridiculous. Yeah. Like, and we've got like the I, I I think one of the reasons the the Wesley tryhard character falls so short here is that we are attempting and absolutely failing this like feminist plot thing, and it's like yeah. we can't have comedy if we're also going to try to be like you know put some serious like things about the treatment of women in this episode like yeah like you know, genital I, mutilation for example, and right. yet there he is like groveling like I think we need a plan, and Angel's like oh, I'm just gonna hit people. <laughs> So they go to the spa. In his very obvious part. <laughs> yes. Cord and Wesley falls again. It, he tells them to wait outside. He goes in. Uh, Jira is pissed that he's there, but then Cordy and Wesley enter to say that the bad guys have arrived. Wesley and Cordelia are tasked with getting the other women who are on ice, who had been like unresponsive previously, are like to get them out into like these shipping crates. Touching the women makes Wesley turn into Joss Whedon himself. Uh, <laughs> like, he's like, just a kiss, a little kiss. I'm like, oh my God, please. No. <laughs> um, uh, Angel and Byling, or Angel and Jira, I kept referring to her as Byling in my notes. They mm -hmm. have their fight. And I don't quite know the mechanics of, so like, they captured Wes and Cordy, but they, they let them, they didn't see where the girls went, or they just left them in the crates, I guess. I don't know. Whatever. So they come in with them and they're like, tell us where the girls are or they die. And Jira's like, well, then they're dead. Peace. And leaves. I was happy that our girl Cordy was the first one to like beat up a guard. Yeah. Glad she got some action. Um, and I was glad Wesley didn't just fall over. Like I was like, okay, good. He also beat up someone. Like, thank you. He did something. Um, 
Angel uses his grappling hook, like we mentioned. <laughs> um, Jira Bam. Gets, <laughs> Jira gets immediately captured outside. Um, Angel comes in to save her. And we have the weirdest resolution, like, ever? He just talks to the bad guys? <laughs> and, like, is like, don't bring this war on my turf. Also, I'm not a human and turns into a vampire. Yeah. And that's it. Like, but yeah, they totally wanted Byling to come back. <laughs> <laughs> she gets in that truck with those girls and drives away. And that's kind of it. I, I looked at the timestamp because I was like, wait a minute, this can't be how this ends. And I was like, oh, it is. We have six minutes left. Like, yeah. and it's like you have, again, you have Greenwald and Noxon on this episode. It's like a badly broken story in the first place. Totally. And they're trying to cobble together something to make it decent yeah it's yeah. so weird and then i i mean i don't know just like based off of my own experience it's like at some point during the shooting of this episode i'm imagining that they're like we can't ever this is bad like we have to <laughs> we have to we have to kill this story like in this episode and i and like that's why i think he's like i never want to see you again because we never do they they never <laughs> come back they are never acknowledged again like we never even see wi- the women running that have mm-hmm. fl- like fleed to earth ever again so like yeah i mean this should be fair when they get back to angel headquarters jira does show up in that same ridiculous outfit she has not changed that she wears all the time apparently um just to tell everyone that the girls are safe and i guess like have it out with angel about morals yeah god so we yeah we we that's it The, the she drives away that's the end of the plot we cut to our like epilogue at angel investigations i will say angel looks very hot in that tight gray sweater mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i do like that he's trying to crush the it doesn't really matter but i like that he's like looking at the coffee he's like could i and then the bag explodes and okay. then wesley does does his looney tunes fall cordelia looks gorgeous yeah. enter jira and i do like that cordelia is immediately shitty with her she's like can i get you yes. anything a knife to the throat mm. um <laughs> Angel and her do another, yeah, they talk about morals and, like, ugh, like, big jerk-off motion. Like, ugh, what the fuck? <laughs> like, just bad. Does anyone want yeah. to ask Ian's question of, what the fuck? <laughs> anyone? Class? Then Angel is left torny, and we see, because we can see that, like, there's, like, the, mm-hmm. the heat between them, and as Mike mentioned, <laughs> the VFX people are doing the work here of her co is glowing because she's so horny for Angel, but like, yeah. And like, I get it, but also, like, <laughs> I mean, mm. my co is also glowing. I do get yeah. it. But. <laughs> Shaking my head. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I guess we're at the end now. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> I've been looking, trying to find the angel shooting script. I'm like, is the original shooting script like so much longer for this episode? <laughs> <laughs> they are horny. There is heat effects. Her, yeah. her spine glows. <laughs> it says for the last. Uh, it says for the last scene. Close on Angel, watching the door where she left, powerfully unsettled by this creature. <laughs> oh my god. The script for this was like a one-page outline. <laughs> at, at m- like minimum. Like I uh, there's nothing here. There's a lot, but then there's nothing. It's just yeah. Right. Anyway. <laughs> like I, I I feel like Latoya, that's really accurate what you said earlier. That like it really does feel like it was supposed to be like giving us a backdoor pilot to a spin-off that mm-hmm. never was. Because like she gives a lot of information about her dimension, the royal family, yeah. like their anatomy, and it all doesn't matter. Like, yeah, yeah the script seems to have a lot of emotion that just was not pulled off <laughs> in the interactions. It's like, no, Boreanis isn't selling this. <laughs> Nobody's and no selling. No offense to again, Boreanis can show the being horny. Yeah. I know he can do that. Yeah. yeah, I think I think it's important. It's not the problem here. <laughs> yeah, it's nobody showing the emotion here. It's not just any one of them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Ugh, God. Um. All right. So. Uh, wait. Wait. The credits. The credits. Oh, oh yes. Victoria, what are what are the credits? <laughs> it is uh just Angel and Wesley getting their dance on. <laughs> so you know, also though, it was this episode where you're like, so Boreanaz can dance when he's like doing that pop and lock. I'm like, oh, so he's been hiding this from us the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
would we okay you're 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 saying he can dance based off of yes. the footage we saw okay okay great he's the one who can dance who is dancing <laughs> badly on purpose okay it's like, okay you know, you, all right fair the one who can sing has to like badly sing it's one of those okay. things right okay yeah all right all right okay okay yes. i'm not like, saying that he showed off good dancing in this <laughs> he's saying that he clearly is someone who can dance and that's why he dances bad as angel yeah like he can, okay. the way he moves yeah i yeah, appreciate I the explanation Yes. <laughs> it is it's in specifically in the pop and lock moment. It's like Angel should not have that kind of range of motion at all. <laughs> right. Yes. That's why he doesn't yeah. dance. Uh, exactly. um, so uh favorite outfit, uh Mike. <laughs> um <laughs> uh Angel's towel. Um no, I, I I mean I guess I well, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go with that. <laughs> Mike, I feel like you were you were just the kombucha girl meme. You're like, no, not that. Yeah. Well, well, I was like, I was like, gonna talk about the boob window because it's really the only other outfit I think that's memorable from this episode. But um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Latoya, favorite outfit. I'll go with like I said, Wesley's uh, knives out sweater that <laughs> <laughs> he is swimming in. Yes, yeah. I, it's, it's amazing. I, I imagine him just like getting stuck in it. <laughs> he gets strapped trying to take it off. <laughs> uh, Kim. Okay, so early in this episode, I'm like the outlier here. Cordy, after her party in the morning at Angel Headquarters, has on this like bomb outfit that I totally want. It's like this total like long skirt. It's like this boho top that has like a V like cut in the back and her hair is like perfect. And I usually I, it takes me a while in the episode to find an outfit. But I was like, oh, my God, like that, like that's it. Like, that's, that's, that's the one. The Even when the boob window came, I was still like, nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Kim, I'm 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 looking at the screen recording of this episode, and I'm like, I could see Kim wearing this outfit. Yeah, I totally could. I'm basically wearing it right now. <laughs> um, I mine is, I actually have two, and they're both from the end. Uh, Angel in that gray sweater looks fantastic. It's very mm-hmm. form fitting. It's weird that like, I guess maybe it was on purpose. Wesley's just swimming in so much of what he wears this season. Like even when he's wearing a button up, it's like a little too big, and he's like clearly a very lean guy so it like just looks things look boxy on him but when him and cordelia walk in cordelia is wearing this very cute turquoise sleeveless top with some like little flowers on the edge and like a navy blue skirt and and her hair i mean cordelia's hair this season is like i i almost feel like this season she like did her own hair (laughs) because it looks yeah fantastic but it's like pretty that's like what her hair is her hair is just like big and thick yeah this right? is the best i think cordelia's hair ever looks um yeah i i don't like when she cuts it in season two i really well, don't yeah. like when she goes blonde um, and you can't say she was like doing her own hair when season two when she does the the drastic haircut that has to be fixed over numerous episodes true. that was a charisma <laughs> choice <laughs> true yeah oof <laughs> Oof, I know yeah. people people on Twitter are always like, oh, I don't know why they cut her hair. And I'm like, no, that was her. She that was her. That's why they're it was like you have to that's why she she along with Carrie Russell are the reason why everyone had yeah. to get authorization for their haircuts moving forward. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite scene, Latoya. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. We've already talked about what scenes are actually likable. Uh, so either the opening, which wasn't even originally for this episode, so uh, the museum scene. <laughs> fair, fair. Uh, Mike. Um, I, I I guess the dancing. Yeah, the dancing for me really does it. <laughs> Kim, it's got to be the museum scene, hands down. All right. Uh, I think for me, it's the end with Angel. I like the him crushing the coffee beans and them just exploding because <laughs> it's like silly, but I I just liked it. Um. <laughs> what uh grade do we give this episode latoya c minus <laughs> oh okay okay or d plus <laughs> uh mike d i'm Fair. being very generous i think d actually yeah i think I'm, I'm gonna stick with d not even d plus i'm just like like is this accomplishing what it wants to not really <laughs> no <laughs> I kind of want to give it an F, but I feel like that's a little harsh, even though we've dragged it this hour and, and change. I, I don't know. Like, it's just it's like our cast members, they're doing well with yeah. what they're given. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why it's a D. <laughs> yeah. 22 episode seasons are hard to do sometimes, and especially in a first season. Like this is clearly a filler episode that Eiling had bigger ambitions for. Um <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's just trying to get through to the season finale at this point yeah yeah uh kim great <laughs> i'm like wait i'm it's like a it's like a 
right? So that's <laughs> like a it's like a D that I want to give a C, but I like can't. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm more on the the side of Mike. I give it a D. I I it's only not an F because of the reason Latoya just stated that like the cast <laughs> is doing their work and like the people who are there every day, they're doing well. Yes. yes. It's just the yes. script and the special guest star. <laughs> yes. <laughs> who also was dealing with the script as we as we know. It, right. The script could have been the best episode of the series. It wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Um, So uh, thank you all for joining me for this very nonsense episode. Um, Hey, at least we had fun. I felt like I knew that with the four of us, it would just be us like fucking ragging on it. (laughs) I'm trying to figure out, is this possibly secretly good? No. (laughs) No. Yeah, it's not it's not one of those, oh, it's so bad, it's good. No, it's just so bad, it's bad. Um, thank you for doing that. Uh, thank you all for listening. If you like Slayer Fest 98, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and other places you get your podcasts. You can support us on Patreon. We're finishing up Harley Quinn Season 2, and we are going to go to Season 3. Uh, still doing What If Season 1 over there. And uh, this is our last episode of weekly episodes. Starting in September, we're going to go uh, three episodes a month. And if you want to follow us on social media, we are at SlayerFestX98 on all social media platforms. You can find me at IanXCarlos. Mike, where can everyone find you? Uh, at Michael Ryan P on everything. Um, check out Bros. September 30th. I worked on it and uh, snatched on Hulu in October. Yay! And Latoya, where can everyone find you and your uh, all your shows? Uh, don't find me. Stay away from me, you little weirdos. <laughs> uh, but you can follow both Angel on Top and The Empire Diaries on Twitter and Instagram and all those fun places. And Kim, where can everyone find you? I'm at Kim and Joe South on Twitter. All right. Well, uh, this has this has been a recording. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks. <laughs>